You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Hopefully everyone is having an amazing day. Uh, exciting, you know, exciting times, of course, in the NFT space. Doesn't matter when you're listening to this. Uh, I can tell you that prediction is going to be right because the the world is always changing. I think that's part of the, the beauty of this Web3 uh, environment is that, you know, there is so much self-sovereignty that exists. You know, the idea that we as individuals get to control you know, all aspects of our, you know, finance and our data in ways that we never really have, have had to do before or could do before. And with that becomes all kinds of different, uh, you know, uh, different angles that are available for us to uh, really explore. And on this one, you know, I, I wanted to explore something that I don't think many people are talking about. And I might say that a lot, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty dialed in. I spend a lot of time listening to Twitter spaces, a lot of time um, reading blogs and in others' discords. Um, you know, this is something for me, uh, not only is it passion, but I am, you know, I am all in dedicated uh, to, you know, keeping as much understanding about where we're going, um, but also as much understanding about where we are today. And I will say, you know, there are a lot of projects, you know, there, there are these waves where there will be weeks or multiple days in a row um, that there won't be that many projects of of high caliber. And what I mean by high caliber, very buzzworthy. Um, and then there'll be kind of like a run of those uh, of those projects uh, over a certain amount of time. And I will say, you know, it's very easy to get caught up. And, you know, we're, we're buying an NFT every single day for a year here on this project. And, and for me, it kind of gives me like... <laughs> gives me a little bit of an advantage in a way because, you know, I'm buying a, an NFT every day. So I'm really working to study, you know, it's not like, should I buy today or should I not? I'm buying one every day. But the question in many cases is, should I buy one that's the most popular one? Should I jump over to, a, you know, Solana and buy one that's there? Should I focus on the one that I know that we can get versus the one that requires a raffle that we might lose uh, at the end of the night? You know, last night that was the case. Uh, you know, thankfully I had already minted one early in the day. Um, but last night, uh, you know, the Steph Curry uh, NFT, I, I had had all of my my money loaded up in the FTX uh, platform and they tried to roll that plot, that project out three different times. And then they decided to postpone it to today. And I was like, damn, you know, that, that sucks. But you know, I'm glad I had already uh, minted a project, but here's kind of the magic that, you know, I don't think we think about enough and we don't factor it in enough is by not, you know, minting an NFT or buying an NFT or jumping on an NFT in the moment, you know, maybe we're second guessing ourselves. Maybe, you know, we're still, you know, unsure of the project. In many cases, I actually believe, but the idea of not buying an NFT could be the best strategic decision that you make. Now, that might sound like very naive, and I'm not trying to go fluffy here, but what I mean by is that being liquid 
at the right time, which, you know, being liquid means that you have, you know, you have money to spend, you have ETH in your, uh, in your MetaMask, you are, you are prepared and ready to, you know, jump on an opportunity. Because here's the thing, not only can that be valuable in a mint scenario, but one of the scenarios that caught me by surprise about a month and a half ago, that I'm still a little bitter about is that, you know, I was going through, and this was before this project kind of began. It was a couple of weeks before this project began. And I had had my eyes on, uh, and I'll actually say the project, I had eyes on a Lazy Lion. Uh, it's a project I've been a huge fan of uh, since it launched. Uh, I have never owned one. Uh, they kind of shot up, the floor price shot up uh, up over one ETH pretty quickly. Um, they have a very powerful Twitter presence, which I, you know, Twitter is my favorite social network. Um, I love what they're building as far as in their Discord. I've been in their Discord since they launched, even though, you know, I don't actually hold one of uh, those those NFTs. And I'm a big fan, right? And and you guys will learn here on the on the podcast, you know, I will talk about projects that I don't own. I have no shame in that. Um, I believe that's kind of the true um, essence of, of a true thought leader that should be trustworthy is, you know, not only just pumping the ones that you own, but I think we should also address and talk about ones and celebrate ones. You guys will notice I, I retweet and share a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, content or, uh, projects that are not my own. I, I retweeted an article about, uh, board API club yesterday and I got two messages from people. I'm like, fans, I didn't think you owned one of them. I was like, I don't. This is a great information and there's some great insights and that's a great project. And the more that project is looked at and highlighted for what it is, the better it is for our entire community. But the example that happened was, you know, I had had my eye, you know, on jumping into the lazy lion community for a while. And I had, I kind of tweeted out that I had my eye on a specific lazy lion and it was listed at the time for 1.8 ETH. And at the time, ETH was much closer to 4,500 than it is today. And so it was going to be, it's going to be around like $6,000, which, you know, is a very high uh, ticket to get in. And, you know, it was the, the lion that I was looking at was not even on the floor price. So it was a little bit higher than that. So it was closer to, to 8,000. And I had just sold uh, two NFTs that I had and I had sold two of them. Um, and I had about 1.6 uh, ETH at the time in my wallet. And I was like, man, I'm getting close to that, 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 you know, 1.8 ETH for this lazy lion that I really wanted. I had done the research. And when I say I really wanted it, it was the artwork was what was holding me in at that point. It wasn't because it was super rare. It was, it was more rare than the floor, but it was the artwork. It has the hat, the hat that I really liked the, the rainbow color mane. Um, and it was smiling. It wasn't uh, frowning or upset. It was just, it was just a combination that I really liked. And I knew that was slightly rare combination. And I had favorited a couple of that, 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 um, you know, ones that look like that for a while. And so it was 1.8 and I had 1.6 ETH in my wallet. And I was like, man, all right, I'm getting closer. I'm building on this. And right around that time, there was back-to-back days of pretty popular, um, I would say popular, um, pretty popular uh, projects that were getting ready to launch. And one of them I really wasn't paying much attention to, um, but I, they were, it was all over my feed, so I couldn't like avoid it. And the other one I was, I was dialed in on and I was like, you know what? This is going to be, you know, a great project. Definitely one, um, that I think I should, you know, jump in on. I just really like, you know, some of the things that they're building. And so I was kind of, you know, I would say on the outside, you know, outside looking in at the moment and I was, you know, assessing what was going on. And one of the project that, you know, that I was paying attention to was uh, Impact Theory. So Impact Theory's um, drop, their NFT drop was the one I was, you know, like, okay, you know, I'm paying attention to what they have going on. And remember, I had 1.6 ETH in my, in my wallet at the time. And the really, the, 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 
NFT that I probably wanted more than any other NFT so far this year was around 1.8 ETH. And when, you know, I was, I was excited for it. And then over, you know, probably about four days, you know, I had checked back in and that, that, that one was still for sale for the same amount, you know, buy now was still at 1.8. And when it came around to the impact theory drop, um, both of those drops or the drop was a fairly large uh, drop. They had like a couple different stages. You could get in for, uh, I believe like 1.5 ETH. You could get in for like 0.8 ETH and you could get in for like 0.1 ETH or somewhere around there. I might get the, I might get those numbers wrong, but it was three different stages. And I was like, well, I'm not jumping on that first stage because I'm saving my ETH. You know, I want this lazy line. I'm also excited about making it happen. And what had happened was I had saw, you know, talked to a couple of others that I knew that kind of jumped in on the project and they started explaining to me the, the utility and the value. And I was like, you know what? You know, I believe in Tom, Tom Bayou, I, 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 you know, Bill Yu, I think, you know, what he's building is actually, you know, pretty unique. I already passed up on V friends in the past you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to pull the trigger on one of them. And I pulled the trigger and I was excited about it. And then as I pulled the trigger and I was looking at the utility, I was like, you know what, this project makes more sense having two of those. So I ended up pulling the trigger for a second one. And so the next day came along and I was excited. You know, I, I jumped in on that project and after listening to like the town hall, I realized like, wow, okay, this was even more valuable. I'm really glad I made that decision. And the next day came and as I was researching the next project that I was looking at, which was um, Bulls on the Block was actually the project that I was I, I had assessed for a while and spent some time on, you know, I knew the, 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 the mint wasn't that high, but you know, I was sitting around looking and I was like, you know what, should I, should I jump in on this? And I just happened to jump over to the Lazy Lions. Um, actually, I don't think I jumped over to Lazy Lions. I clicked on my favorites, and I looked at the lion that I really wanted. And I noticed that they had changed the buy now price to 1.5 ETH. Now, remember, the day before, before I made those two purchases, I had 1.8 ETH, or 1.6 ETH. And it was listed at 1.8, and they had just moved it down. I believe it was like 1.45 is what they moved it down to. And I got all excited and I went over to my, my, my wallet and I was like, oh no, I bought those two other projects and I plan on buying this one today. I have right at one ETH now. I am now not any closer. I'm actually further away from buying that NFT that I wanted than I was the day before, even though they dropped the price. And so here's what I have to say about that is I actually feel that being liquid being, being, you know, having that, that ETH at your disposal is something that is extremely valuable and important. Now you might be listening and be like, Brian, if you really wanted that, why didn't you just jump over and take some of your crypto that you had, uh, you know, other places and move it over and, and kind of make the purchase. And I will say, you know, I played poker for a long while. And one of the things that I did well as a poker player was I understood the money I had to gamble with and the money that was there to pay bills and the money that was there for investment. And I didn't blur those lines. And I could have easily blurred those lines and said, oh, it's, it's worth it this one time. But I did not. Because for me, that's a very um, scary line to blur. I, I am one with, you know, part of my, my ADHD is, you know, I am often impulsive. Um, I am often, uh, you, know, you know, very one that, you know, will be able to rationalize decisions that could be seen as impulsive. And so I'm aware of that. And it's taken me many years, nine years to be aware of that. And so I had to sit with it. And I'll tell you that lion um, sold about, I don't know, maybe three or four hours later at that price. Um, it later sold uh, for 2.3 ETH um, as of recently was the, you know, the most recent sale of that one lazy lion that I liked. Uh, and I will tell you, like for me, 
although I'm very happy with the the other two NFTs that I bought, the the smartest decision I could have made in in you know for my overall portfolio was actually not buying those two NFTs that I kind of FOMO'd in on and instead understood and remembered my goals and my my mission and had that ETH prepared and ready to kind of locked and loaded. And so I will tell you that, you know, and, and this doesn't mean if you're playing with, you know, 0.1 ETH or, you know, you're playing with 10 ETH, I think it doesn't really matter. What I feel like you have to think about is you know, how ready are you to be able to assess and jump on opportunity when it presents itself to you. I mean, you know, the book that I've written is called Press the Damn Button. It's a podcast I've also hosted. Press the Damn Button for me means take action. It means, you know, everyone, lots of people can listen. Some people will take notes and build out a strategy. But very few people will actually take action and implement. We'll take action and try something. We'll take action and say, we're going to see how this goes. And I will say, being able and ready and having the the liquidity at the time, I believe is the magic of this game. This game, and I will say that that includes knowing when to flip something, even though if you know that you can hold something for another month, if you know that you could flip this now, right now, and having that extra ETH will help you make, make a better decision in the moment, in my opinion, in my personal opinion, that's actually, be- it's more valuable for you to sell it for less in the short term, if you know in that short term, having that liquidity is going to allow you to pivot or allow you to to seize an opportunity that maybe others would not be able to. And, you know, and that can include everything from, you know, your favorite project if you're monitoring for a project that's, you know, for one that comes very rare, right? It doesn't have to be like your favorite artwork like it was for me. It could be one that, you know, a super rare um, version of an NFT. Or as many of you kind of heard me say on this on this uh, podcast, I don't like using like just rarity as a, a a reason or you know how to determine value of an NFT or a project. I like to look at things from the standpoint of like what is the you know the overall you know pulse of the community. What are the characteristics of the community likes? What are what are the what if the if you look at the founders' profile photos, what profile photos did they select? Right, that oftentimes will drive what is valuable within a NFT collection. In many cases, more so than how rare something is, and and not often, not always does the uh, you know the founder only rock the most rare um, NFT um, in the collection. And so, you know, in my opinion here, the way I want you guys to think about this is where are the opportunities that you decided not to mint, and not because it, the project failed, right? That's the easy way to look at this, right? Like anyone can say, "Wow, I'm so glad I didn't mint that. That project was a rug pull." Well, that's a Monday morning quarterback. And let's face it, like that's just that's just us trying to make ourselves feel good. What I would rather us do is look at these opportunities and say, wow, by not pulling the trigger on that NFT, it allowed me to make a better decision on this other NFT and then actually jump in on that one. And I was able to do so. Or even maybe rather than buying the floor of an NFT, right, which is the floor is the the lowest price for sale of an NFT in a collection, right? That's what the floor is. Rather than buying one that is on the lowest price side, maybe you're able to buy one that is the more strategic play because you have that liquidity because you passed up on another NFT. So hopefully that guys gets you guys thinking. Uh, you know, I really am trying to understand some of the nuances in this space. I, I've always believed that anyone can operate in real time. But those that are making magic, those that are changing the game understand 
It's about operating at the right time, but also in, in, in that right moment in the right way, right? So it's the right time at the right opportunity. And I think, you know, right time, right place, right opportunities. And I think that to me is, is the beauty here. And so how are you setting yourself up to operate in real time at the right time? And I think that is, is more of a strategic decision. And it's up to every other person, right? Your, your portfolio, how you manage it, the ETH at your disposal is up to you. Now, I will also say, you know, one of the things that I'm working on with, you know, some, uh, some friends here uh, in the NFT space is this idea of pulling some of our, our ETH together um, to kind of allow us to be able to um, pull, push or pull out of, uh, out of an entire, you know, kind of shared um, wallet so that in, in some cases that, you know, maybe we aren't as liquid as we need to be. Um, there will be a, you know, a way for us to lean on each other to be able to pull those things together. But I think in the bigger picture of this, I think, you know, being strategic and knowing, you know, it's, it's the great Kenny Rogers, right? You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to rock away. And sometimes you got to know when not minting a project and not buying an NFT will actually allow you to buy the NFT that could change your life. As always, this podcast is super powered by the ADHD coin. I just want to say a huge shout out. We are at an all-time high. We are pushing $8 for the ADHD coin right now on Rally. And if you guys remember, this podcast started, we were under $3 when this podcast started. 40 episodes ago, we were under $3. If you put money, if you put $100 into ADHD coin and you were you know, reinvesting your rewards Every single day, uh, every single week, uh, you would have, you know, it, you would definitely be pushing well over $500 on your 100 bucks just by investing in your ADHD coin. Remember, this is not financial advice. I'm not predicting the future. I can't determine where the, the, the price is going, but I will tell you, it sure as heck feels like we're going to the moon. But if you guys are check, interested in checking that out, the coin, ADHDcoin.com. You can also check out the NFTs that we have that uh, support the show. They also give you a chance to have a percentage of that total sale of the Mint 365 NFT that we sell November 11th, 2022. Till tomorrow, my friends. Make a good one. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.